Hi, I'm Ben. I'm Beth. We don't have any booze. Nope. No. I think that's going to change. Okay. We don't drink on this show anymore at all. No. No. We don't need to. We don't need to. We're we're awesome just the way we are. Just, yeah. Yeah. So we we're, can, not. It's not, we're not saying we're not going to drink. Right. But I don't think we have to drink every week. No. Sorry, people. Who knew that that would end up being like a chore? Drinking? Yeah. Like figuring out what am I going to drink? What am I, I going to bring over? What are we going to talk about with booze? And it's like... Well, here's I mean, the other thing, right? Like we often record early in the day. Yeah. I don't need to start that at no. one o'clock. No, I just don't. That's that's the beginning to new problems. It is the beginning to new that's problems. That's the that's when you're now talking to your therapist. That's the beginning of well, it all started when. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I had this podcast and it made me drink during the day. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not saying that we don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. but we're also not trying to do this on a Friday evening. Yeah. I, I do enjoy drinking during the day. Day drinking's great. Uh, super great. It's the best. Yeah. It always ends really early, though, uh-huh. and That's poorly. That's the best. It, ooh. See, the older I get, the less poor it ends because I know when to cut it off. Mm-hmm. End it earlier. Because mm-hmm. the ending early part is the part I like. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. But, yeah. I did that the other day for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I was home in bed at 730. Awesome. Well, the best is like when you start like really early in the day, like 11, Mm -hmm. and then by like 6 o'clock, you're like, I've already been buzzed and gotten over it today. (laughs) (laughs) I've come all the way back around. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about books for a little while. Yeah, we're just going to talk about books for a little while. Because, I mean, I'm not, as per last episode, I'm not really drinking in January. Right. Which is... How's that been holding up? Good. I, you know, I I had a few drinks with friends, Mm -hmm. um, but that was like the only only time um which was fine um and it was uh it was really interesting to not because i hadn't had a drink in three weeks that i had one beer and i was like oh that's what it's like to be 17 again like because it was like hit you really hard sure. so i was like cool that's all i needed nice but I've, yeah been fine been fine um what would i can tell you Oh, yeah. So, um, I almost mentioned this to you earlier today, but I wanted to wait till we were in here. So, um, you could look me in the eye and give me your weird looks. Okay. So, my wife is in this class, and she's reading a book and also taking an online course, because she's in a, it's a psychology thing for her master's, and they've been talking a lot about sensory deprivation, Mm -hmm. which made me think about sensory deprivation takes a lot, Mm -hmm. and how I've always thought that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've found, like, three sensory deprivation places in Arizona. Okay. And after, uh, in in February, I'm going to book an appointment, and I'm going to go do a sensory deprivation So, what does that entail, though? So, you get in... In a pod yeah that has a thousand pounds of magnesium and epsom salt in the water yes okay and you can't submerge yourself because it just won't let you right, right? you it's just like it's a physically impossible thing and what it's supposed to do because you just lay back and all lights and sounds and everything are gone is there is part of your brain that will actually shut off due to the fact that it can't feel your limbs anymore um, it can't like feel certain parts of your body and they apparently your brain has the potential just to kind of do some stuff that you've never seen it do before. So um, is this in the same, cause what you're describing, um, I have known of people who have gone for like, um, like pain management. Mm-hmm. Is that part it's of it? It's supposed to help yeah, that okay. as well too. So it, apparently I, I've done a lot of reading in the last couple weeks. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, it's. 
You're going to float in salt water, basically. You float in salt water. During the time period while you're in there, for just being in there for 30 minutes, your spine will actually elongate by about an inch. Okay. Um, your muscles will relax. And like, hey, if this makes me an inch taller, let's go for it. <laughs> um, oh, short people jokes. Yep. Your, your, your muscles will relax. They've actually said, like, you know, certain parts where you have, like, aches and pains. So, like, your neck where you have problems. My shoulder, I have mm-hmm. really problems. You won't feel that for an hour. Yep. Like, that will completely go away. Um, and it's supposed to be kind of an incredible experience. It's expensive? Uh, it's like 60 bucks. Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's 60 like bucks. Massage. It's an hour. Right. Um, actually, a lot of a lot of spas, like where they do massages and stuff, actually have these. Oh, okay. What's really expensive is every place that I've noticed has a list of their fines. Like if you were to have dyed your hair and the hair dye leaks into the water or... Um, you know, any other... Pico potty? Yeah. Mm. It's, most places, it's $2,000. Oh, all right. Because they're charging you for cleaning the tank, and then all the appointments they would have to rebook. Okay. That's... Wow. Uh, yeah. So... I can't wait to hear how this goes. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited. So between that... I'd ask for pictures, but please don't. No, I, I wouldn't do that. But um, could you take a picture of the tank? Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't even know how you go... In. I, I haven't looked at if you go in dressed or if you go in a, in a swimsuit. Like, oh, I would think I mean, you would go in in clothes, but I, I think you would probably be naked. Uh, that, would, that would make the most sense. For sure. That would make the most sense. Um, and, uh, I huh. mean, you're not, I'm not supposed to bring anything with you anyway because you don't want any type of, they don't, they don't even want sound. Okay. You know, there's supposed to be nothing. Pitch black, you floating for. And then somebody knocks on a, on a, on the tank and tells you time's up so that's what i've actually been trying to figure out is how do they pull you out of that right right because i watched um vice is a really cool website and you've probably seen like hbo the vice news and everything like that okay i watched a 35 minute documentary about this the other day and one of the guys that went to do it uh, he was given no time limit Mm -hmm. Um, because the 60 bucks is about an hour or a little bit more um he went into one in uh, L.A. or San Francisco, and they just left him alone. How long was he there? Five hours. Wow. And he he was he said when he came out about thirty minutes in, he's like, I, it, it got like real. did he fall asleep? No. He said it got real weird. He said it, the words he used and he's very almost like dramatically written kind uh-huh. of thing. He's like, I became just like a speck of consciousness. That's all I was like, you know, that's because there was no body. I didn't have a body anymore. That's how it felt yes. because you can't move. Right. I, it's, it's, I know I'm selling you on this. And um, he's like, well, I finally kind of started kind of coming back. And I thought, man, I should probably get up. And it's like, I opened the door and like, there's a window there and the sun was down. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> and yeah, it was five hours later. Fantastic. All right. Yeah, yeah, do this. So between this and like the weighted blanket that I'm going to buy. I'm, oh, yeah, you need those. I'm really having a Ben year. and <laughs> take care of myself. I'm going to do all the weird things. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and then my daughter wants to go camping, so I've been trying to figure that out. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with Which that. Which I really think I'm probably on some sort of list now because um, in my spare time, because she wants to go camping. I used to go camping a lot, mm-hmm. um, but I don't own anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might all be at my dad's house, but it was older anyway. And so anytime you start looking up camping gear it just gives you survival gear mm. and then starts giving you prepper gear oh. and so i've looked at a lot of like doomsday prepper websites bring the beans then yeah I, we ate the beans for dinner <laughs> um buy more yeah buy more um so i've been looking at a lot of prepper websites and that means i'm on a list i has to it has to mean i'm on a list we're already on a list so whatever. i've been on a list for a while yeah maybe more than one how are you good <laughs> that started off really weird yeah, this this is this is the life I live. But I read some really. I've been reading weird books because I told you my New Year's resolution was to not read mm-hmm. World War Two books. 
Guess how many I've read. How many have you read? Well, I've read eight books so far this year. No. But I've only We're read... three weeks into the year. I know. But I've only read one World War II book. Wow. And that was the... That was The Librarian of yeah. Auschwitz? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Beth. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I've got some good ones. I've only read three books. Um, but one was like... And I'm not done with it. One long. is like four books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, But we'll talk about that. But I want to hear about you. Go. My books? Yeah. Okay. So um, I'm going to quickly talk about three because um, I can. So the first one, I finally, um, you gave me for my birthday. Thank you very much. You're Recursion. Mm-hmm. So Happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Um, by Blake Crouch. So I finally read Recursion, and I now understand why you couldn't tell me about Recursion when you read it because any sort of spoiler is basically telling the premise of the entire book which is just insane mm-hmm. but i just thought blake crouch would want to go into your little gravity chamber or whatever that thing is called <laughs> the well, sensory bucket he like, would have someone go it well those are in recursion i know yeah but he would he would go in there and find some way to murder you twice <laughs> or something yeah. like you would die and then somehow come back to life in his pod and then you would die again yeah yeah and you would remember it yes yeah, it's just insane. So I loved Recursion. I I didn't love it as much as Abandon, which I think I told you. I don't know why Abandon was like my jam. And I also love Dark Matter. I mean, they're all five-star books, but if I'm ranking them in order, I just love his his writing style. He's so smart. Mm-hmm. I, scientific. Um, I, I think I know why Abandon would be your favorite. It's the least sci-fi. Yeah. But it's got the most like sci-fi... In, it's got a lot of sci-fi intrigue still, yeah, like a, a mystery sci-fi intrigue. But there's yeah, no, the mystery probably there's is. no science fiction in that book at all, right? None, right? And it was just the way that he described it. Well, the way he describes all of his his plots, they're all incredibly different. But um, yeah, so I just I, I loved it, and unfortunately we can't talk about recursion because no. the whole premise of the book is so interlooped with with the next that we would ruin it. So if you haven't read it, go read it. Yeah. So I want to talk about it real quick too yeah. because when you you sent me a text mm-hmm. and asked me a question mm-hmm. and I said I'm not going to answer that question. Right. And I got thinking about recursion. And so I read it. Right. In a day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know you actually finished it before I finished I, it. I did. Uh-huh. I actually I went home and read this 350-page book. I started reading at like 6 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It was one of those nights where the kids went to bed early mm-hmm. and my wife was doing schoolwork, so I had from like 6 to whenever to myself, and I finished the book at like 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Again. Um, that book rules. Yeah, it's good. And I, it's, one of the, it's sad that we have a podcast, we talk about books, but we can't. This one give any details about that book whatsoever but i do want to say now that i can you will be able to understand where i'm coming from i think it's in the it's in the 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 last third of that book when they're in a certain situation and i would say it's a, a cyclical situation uh-huh. right yeah um that might be one of the most terrifying prospects that i've ever mm-hmm. thought about in mm-hmm. a book like because they the two individuals that we're talking about, she's experiencing this cyclical thing in a horrible, horrible, awful way. And he's experiencing it in a different way, just as horrible, just as awful. Yep. It's two signs of the, of the same coin, and that coin is on fire. Yep. I mean, it is, it is incredible how intriguing it is um, and how kind of terrifying it is. So as I was reading it in this, to that point, right, super cyclical, like, did he, Blake have a huge whiteboard and just, like, 
map out like and like start weaving these stories because the level of intricacies of the stories going back and forth i mean what Mm -hmm. and it wasn't confusing that's the weird part oh not at all but like most stories that are intertwined like that can you're like wait what's going on now but so you knew what happened and when I, i when i text you i was like is this this and you, could, you said you couldn't answer it. And like five pages later, it was answered. So it mm-hmm. was fine. And then you're like, what? <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it was absolutely one of my favorite books last year. Yep. I'm excited for whatever he does next. I did read his short story that yes. he did on the Amazon Forward. Yep. Man knows how to write. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just so cool. Um, so rank, rank your Blake Crouch books. He said if you were going to rank them. Um, so Abandoned, I think, is number one for me. And mm-hmm. then this might be, Recursion might be two and then Dark Matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've only read those three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, see, Dark Matter was probably number one for me. Uh-huh. Something about the book. Then this. Um, and then Abandoned, then Run. Um, Abandoned and Run could switch places depending on how I'm feeling. I but read Run. You yeah. need to read Run. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I haven't read any of his Wayward Pine stuff, which right. is the stuff that he has the TV show for. Right. Um, and, and that show's cool. Uh, so I probably eventually should just read that. Yeah. I will. I will read anything that man writes. Yeah. So um, then following, um, again, just outside of my thing. And I just noticed this as I was looking on, on Goodreads that um, Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, mm-hmm. actually wrote... Um, I think he wrote one of the forewords or a comment on Blake Crouch's book, Recursion. It's, at least it's on Goodreads. So Andy yeah. Weir commented on it. So mm. I have no idea how I just stumbled. And surprise, surprise, I have not seen the movie The Martian. Mm. But yeah. I just finished the book yesterday. And I'm like, I mean, maybe one of my most favorites ever. Wow. Yes. Really? I, I, I love that book. So nerdy and hilarious. I mean, the sarcasm of, of this writer I just, I was giggling. I mean, mm-hmm. I was giggling with the story. So if anybody hasn't read the book or seen the movie, so the story, um, they mm-hmm. are exploring Mars and uh, doing one of their shuttle runs. Um, the, the gentleman, uh, the astronaut, Mark, gets, I mean, he gets tripped up and they think essentially he's died. They can't find him, so they have to leave him or they're mm-hmm. going to be stranded there as well. Um, so they take off and then he he's fine. He stumbles and, you know, fix his his spacesuit, and then basically has to figure out a way to survive on Mars uh, until somebody can rescue him. And the amount of science, number one, like the mathematical equations in general, was just like, man, this guy did a ton of research to figure out how much stuff. But it was so interesting, like, you know, how to make... How do you make hydrogen? And, you know, how do you ensure that his water supply is there? And then, oh, yeah, he made... um, all of his food with potatoes, which, by the way, I told my husband and I wanted to start growing potatoes at the house, and he looked at me like I was crazy. But I want to do that. <laughs> he's, he's not allowed to look at you like crazy for wanting to grow a plant. <laughs> like potatoes. The man has a thousand plants. I know, no. I know. But anyway, so, but I just, I love the story. I absolutely loved mm-hmm. it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a space camp geek. I, for, oh, I forget about that. I blocked mm-hmm. that from my memory because I'm too jealous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, it was, it was all the space camp glory. So, I just love the book. So, I love for those who don't know, I'm the super space nerd, and I didn't go to space camp. Uh-huh. But this one across the table from me sure did, and that's not fair. And I loved it, and I'm going to be sending my children. Good. Because it's epic. That's awesome. It's amazing. Did you go in Florida? No, or Huntsville, he, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, uh-huh. the Alabama one. Yeah, so. my grandparents lived there at the time, so. Do you remember that movie from the 80s? Space, space camp? camp? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Who sure. didn't? I wonder if that holds up. No. I'm going to decide right now. I mean, now let's be it. honest. Most movies from the 80s don't. Oh, you were, you were, 
you were so right and so wrong, like, all at the same time. Well, let's be fair. Like, the writing style and the way that acting was portrayed, mm-hmm. it's, it's no 2020. So every year, my wife and I have an 80s movie month. Mm-hmm. It usually is around July, which is in her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year, it's hysterical to find what did and did not hold up. Mm-hmm. So... Movies that you think would hold up mm-hmm. usually are the ones that end up being the like worst. What? So Gremlins was terrible. Really? I was just thinking about that the other day. It was terrible. Like, we had to turn it off. And that like, was one of my favorite movies. Okay, and as a child, though, I was like, that movie freaked me out. Oh, yeah, because it's horrifying. But it's, that, is the it last still time. horrifying No, a child? It's, it's, to a child? Laughable? I don't... Yeah, it's almost laughable. Huh. I mean, I think maybe we've begun, moved so far beyond that type of special effect. Sure. To where... Uh, like the practical puppets don't just don't look good anymore. Okay. We've gotten too good on that. And Gremlins Two was always a terrible movie, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Karate Kid. Karate Kid's still good. Yep. We watched that. Uh, War Games is still fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we 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 watched Princess last Bride. year. Princess Bride will never not not be good. <laughs> I'm really excited that they uh, started putting together a reboot to mm-hmm. remake that movie, and like. Carrie Elways and a bunch of other people like got online and said, don't do that. Yeah. And then they stopped it, okay. it sounds like. So good, because don't remake that movie. No, that why would you? That movie's perfect. Yeah. Um, the Goonies. Goonies is still good. I'm trying to think else what was really bad that we that we tried to watch. Um, yeah, I, I've blocked them all out, but some of them are like, E.T. was still really good. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, the 80s. Yeah. So, The Martian. The Martian. Just loved it. Mm-hmm. So, you told me you'd let me borrow the next book. Yeah, Artemis. Yeah. It's really good. Space Crime. Yes. How can you not like Space Crime? So, uh, you re- have you ever seen, asking you if you've seen a movie is a, a difficult know, prospect. Uh, Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, of course. Okay, so uh, Ocean's Eleven in space. Okay. Very similar. Okay. Very, very similar. Uh, he keeps the writing style. Uh, main character. Is funny? The, she, oh, uh, she. she, yeah, it's a it's a girl main character. Actually, the book. Is no, funny. sorry, he meaning Andy Ward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, absolutely. I want to have a beer with this guy. He is hilarious. He is hilarious. I mean, I was chuckling yeah. through the book. <laughs> he, uh, I think he wrote a children's book that like uh, in like the last couple months too. Ooh, yeah, okay. yeah. So I wanted to go look that up okay. or did something involving a children's book. Okay. Um, yeah, Artemis is great. Um, it didn't have exactly the same impact me on me and the Martian did, mm-hmm. but I, I loved it. And it's funny, I got the audiobook for free mm-hmm. uh, at some point, so I had listened to it again in the last year or two, because Artemis is maybe two, maybe three years old. Um, and uh, it's read by Rosario Dawson. Oh, how funny. And it's, she crushes really? it, too. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really okay. good one. Okay. Um, but, yeah, if you had a chance, you could... You could see the Martian film as well. Mm-hmm. It's like it should be used as the template of how to make a good movie based off a book. Like, don't ruin it. You, they got real close. Yeah. I mean, because there that book is so intricate, mm-hmm. and there's just there's just certain things that you, if you did it in a movie, you would bore audiences like sure. completely to death because yep. it would just be like, oh, I'm in the rover for four hours going to check on all these things. Like, how do you make that exciting movie? It turns out the answer is you don't. You just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got they got pretty close. Um, okay. But, uh, but yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna check it out because I just I love the book. I yeah. loved it so much. Yeah. 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 So you're gonna watch the movie because if not, I will. I'm going to make a joke right now unless you're going to watch the movie. No, and you also said Matt Damon. So Matt Damon's great. Yeah. In it, but he he's great everything. Yeah. Does all Jeff Matt Daniels. Um, trying to think of who else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I'm. I will definitely watch the movie. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, so those were my two nerdy books. And then um, I read a third that I'll tell you very quickly. Um, it's called The Dutch House by Anne Pletchett. 
Um, and this is another five star. So I, I, re- I realize I'm kind of dulling out the five stars, but these these three books were just I epic. I saw this book on a Barnes and Noble table the other yes, day. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so the audiobook, which I was actually hoping for, uh, is read by Tom Hanks. Which oh, I mean, let's be honest, that sounds awesome. So as I'm starting to read this, I'm like, the audiobook is by Tom Hanks because it starts off and you're thinking in your head, okay, well, Tom Hanks is obviously a man, and I feel like this book is going to be about a young girl because the cover is a, a portrait of this of this young girl. Obviously, it's not. It's told uh, there's two kids who um, grow up in this house um, that was owned by um, um, cigarette. Like people that started like cigarette companies were like way way back in the day, and they all died. And the dad acquired this house, and and the whole story is um, them kind of revisiting um, revisiting the home and kind of growing up in a really kind of crappy environment. Um, I'm doing a horrible job explaining this. I should probably scrap that. <laughs> um, they her, the the dad dies, mm-hmm. and. But right before he dies, he marries this very young woman who brings in her two small children. The second that he dies, she basically kicks out uh, Danny and, and um, Maeve, or yeah, I think they pronounce it Maeve. So the two children—that's right—that's their rightful home. He kicks them; she kicks them out of the house, and she's like, "Nope, this is mine now." And she like so she's super shitty. Wow. So the kids go back um, often, and they have kind of their their reunions, and they just sit in front of the house. Um, the Dutch house is what they call it. It's this beautiful mansion with huge windows and um, all of these huge portraits throughout the home that they left from the original owners. Like the um, it never changed, and they were completely just abandoned um, and had to grow up essentially on their own. So it's it's a it's a good really really good story about um, siblings caring for one another and, and growing up through life. Really loved it. Did you read it or did you listen to no, it? No, I read it. Okay. Yeah. So I did not hear the Tom Hanks version, okay. but I have heard that he does an, an epic job reading the book. Uh, he could probably read like a dishwasher manual to me. I'd yeah. be fine. He's yeah. he's awesome. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, really, really, really good about. Um, Stories about siblings, I would say. That's awesome. Yeah, really liked it. Is that a book I would like? Yeah, I think so. Okay. My yeah. brother recommended it to me, actually. Okay. All right. Um, is so, this, and this is the brother that no, I gave the a other bunch brother. of... Okay. No, the other brother. Okay. This is the brother I gave a bunch of sci-fi books to, but no. Okay. No, the other brother. So, um, but I really enjoyed it. And she's written... She's won tons of awards. So, the next book that I'm going to read um, by her that I actually got from the library... Not the library. I bought at that book sale is um, called The Commonwealth, I believe. Okay. Um, so, she's written a bunch of books. Um, but this was the first one I've ever read, uh, read that she's written. It, but it was epic. Okay. It was, it was amazing. Awesome. So. so, three good books. Yeah, I read more, but th- those are three that... Well, you've read two. The yeah. Dutch House. Go for it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. And okay. We'll come back and talk about a lot of nerdy stuff. Yes. And we're back. Hello. Hello. You ready to nerd it up? Do it. All right. So, I uh, read Recursion. Yes. So, I'm three books in this year, um, which I'm not eight, which is insane. Three books in three weeks I thought was pretty pretty good. It was but good. eight. All right. There were a couple that were short. Yeah. And so, one I listened to in the car, so you're fine. So um, I ended up reading all of The Witcher, uh, the first book of yes. The Witcher, uh, which is called Last Witch, uh, Last Wish, um, uh, by Andre Sapkowski. I'm not going to even really try to say his That's name. That's the Netflix movie too, right? Or so show? it's a Netflix show as okay. well. So um, so these books are quite a bit older. In fact, I've read The Last Wish before years and years ago. Um, and it's also an incredibly like well-selling uh, video game series, hmm. but the video game takes place 
after all the books do. Mm-hmm. So I think there's seven, eight books, and I own the first five. Okay. Um, but I've, I've only read the first two. And so I thought I'll, I, I ended up watching the Netflix series, and uh, the Netflix series follows the first book really, really closely. And I thought, I, I'm just going to go back, because the first book is a book of short stories. Hmm. That's, that's all it is. So I'm, like, I'm just going to go back and peruse this. It's not a difficult read. It's not a lengthy read at all. Um, and I guess I just didn't realize how much I loved the world that that guy builds. It's so well written. It is so such a different it's fantasy right so it's sword and sorcery and there's dragons and like all this stuff like that but it's just a completely different world and so if you're not familiar which i don't think you are no um it is uh, a witcher is a person whose job is to kill monsters okay that's it that's their whole job they're like a bounty hunter but just for but just for monsters the thing is is there's like six of these guys and they all are uh abandoned children for lack of a better word, they don't have parents. They never had parents. Okay. They go to this very one spot to get their training, and then they are chemically altered for life uh, after that. So they basically they refer to them as mutants mm-hmm. going forward. Lives a really long time. He's stronger than most people. He can see in the dark. It, like all, all sorts of kind of almost like superheroes type stuff. And they're billed as very cold individuals. The only... Um, because they don't have feelings anymore. Part of the whole thing is that they're supposed to not actually feel or have emotions. Spoiler alert, he totally does. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's, it's what makes the book so touching in its own way. Mm-hmm. Because he keeps only wanting to go from job to job to job, make money, because that's the whole job of, that they have in the world. It's just, I'm okay, I'm going to go here. You say you have the problem with this. I will go run it off or kill it, and then I, you will pay me you know, this much money. Great. He continuously gets bombarded with moral choices so okay that monster's really not a monster okay mm-hmm. you you think you keep telling me there's a monster in this field that's actually a sentient creature that is not a monster it's not terrifying you um i need money but i don't want this thing to die mm-hmm. how do i fix this problem things like that or um you know he gets caught up in a uh, a king and a, a, a sorry a queen who is an amazing character and she's amazing in the TV show as well the actress they got for her, uh, doesn't want her daughter to marry a specific person um, and the only thing that the queen knows is actually this person has been cursed he's got kind of like a werewolf thing going on but it's it's not that <laughs> that was perfect perfect response from you um, and so she hires him. Because she knows that he's going to crash like this yeah. ceremony, um, because she's gonna she thinks oh he's gonna see him and think he's a monster and immediately go and kill him, and so that doesn't happen. Um, and it's it's well written in a way of like there is no power fantasy here, right? A lot of fantasy books are written like power fantasies, like oh the guy's got the biggest sword and he can kill thousands of monsters in one swipe. It's not that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's there is so little of actual like action and combat in comparison to a lot of like introspection a lot of thinking about your place in the world thinking about his specific place in the world who he is and who he wants to be how he fits in and how he does not um how he's been kind of singled out by society yet they still they when they really have a problem he's the only one that they go to and it's it's very well written um and it's actually got a lot of parallels to 
uh, uh, people like in society today, right? Like you, you don't need the bad guy until you need the bad guy, and then he's not the bad guy anymore until he finishes the job, and then he's not, then he's, then he's the bad guy again. And I'm guessing a lot of people feel like that in their own lives and everything too. Like, yeah, you, you don't need me until you need me. Well, you start as um, you're describing this, I'm thinking, okay, I just started watching The Mandalorian. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're describing kind of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a little bit of a moral code. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll have okay. to talk more about that. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Baby, I Yoda. Baby Yoda's pretty great. Oh my god, I love Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's amazing. Um, I'm totally terrified the moment that they say what his actual name is because they know what his name is. They've already named the character. Mm-hmm. They have. They don't. They never say it through the first season. So don't. I'm not spoiling anything for you. Okay. But it's like you can't. You can't choose a bad name at this point. Mm-hmm. It's it's very scary. It's best if he just doesn't have a name. It's it's it might be best if he doesn't have a name. Mm-hmm. Just like Mandalorian doesn't have a name, right? So, so and that guy's a good actor. Yeah. So, you know who that is, right? No. It's the Viper from Game of Thrones. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Pedro Pascal. Oh, okay. The guy who gets his head crushed. Yeah. Yeah, it's him. Huh. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's a really good actor. I like him a lot. Yeah. Sorry, I took you off course. Uh, oh, yeah, with Star Wars. I mean, I could be wearing Star Wars socks, and I am definitely wearing a Star Wars watch right now. I don't know why you would think it would take me off track. Um, so, um, The Witcher turned out just to be absolutely fantastic again. Um, I ended up buying... They were they were releasing hard copies of uh, the book, like new hard copies, mainly because of the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. And that was the only one I didn't have a physical copy of. I had two, three, four, and five. I don't have the ones after that. And um, I got one of those, and it might be one of the nicest hardback books that I've ever gotten. Cool. Um, it's just really gorgeous cover. My friend's borrowing right now to read it. And then um, right before Christmas, I honestly didn't know the Netflix series was coming out. But uh, I saw the box set at Barnes and Noble, and mm-hmm. I might have talked about this in the podcast. And it was way cheap. Mm-hmm. It was like it, it's it's books two, three, and four because book t- sorry book three, four, and five. But book three in the box set is book is uh, uh, build is book one mm-hmm. because it's the first book of not short stories. If that makes sense, got it. Um, and so, so book two is also short stories. Yes, yes. Book okay. two is also short stories. Uh, Sword of Destiny is book two. Um, for those who are wondering. So, actually, good PSA mm-hmm. for all those people watching The Witcher on Netflix. If you're trying to really find book one, book one is really called The Last Wish. Book two is sort of destiny. The box set is not the real book one. Very confusing, but hopefully that helps. <laughs> um, so, book one in the box set um, and two and three were, it's only like 40 50 bucks, And I got it at Christmas time for like $18. Cool. Yeah, so it was a Christmas present to myself. Um, when I was buying... Uh, this hard copy of the short story book I saw the box set was now going for 200 250 Jeez. 300 bucks wow um, on because everyone had bought it out from everywhere and was selling it on Amazon sellers and eBay so it's like I accidentally got this lucky I'm not going to sell it or anything I want, yeah. I want the books but I thought that was kind of crazy also people don't go pay $300 for a box set of a book Get a get a Kindle mm-hmm. um, or something instead to mm-hmm. get to get those. Um, so I read that. I would recommend everyone uh, that that likes fantasy and like like uh, I mean, it's not Game of Thrones. It's different in its own way. It's a little bit more. You're in, like I said, introspective. It's almost like psychology. Like you're really thinking about the motives of this one character. It's not big spanning political arcs. It's a guy that gets thrown into a bunch of situations mm-hmm. and he reacts in a way that you don't really expect. Okay. Um, which I really love. Cool. 
So uh, then I obviously read Recursion. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that entire time, mm-hmm. um, I've been reading Priory the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. Um, I think it's funny to say that I've been reading this book all year. Um, I don't think I've ever said this about a book before, but I could read this book all year. If it was long enough to read all year long, and it almost is, it's mm-hmm. 840 pages or something like that, this isn't really a story I need to end. Um, it's really excellent. And you said um, that this is the one and only. Like, it's, it ends at the I end, I believe right? so. Yeah. I, 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 you did ask me that last time, and I said yeah. I believe so, and I said I would look it up, and I didn't. Um, I don't know if she's writing a second one. I mean, it could end it could end on a cliffhanger. I don't know. I, I haven't looked. Um, the way it's going, I don't know if she needs to. Right. Um, because it's one of those things. You ever read, like, a, uh, a book that has a sequel, and you're like, ah, this could have been one book? Mm-hmm. Um. Like this could have been three books. It's right. the opposite. It's right. the opposite thing. And I, I wonder what her, um, I wonder what she cut. I mean, if she kept eight hundred and forty pages, um, because I'm in now. I'm, uh, I'm six hundred pages in or so, um, and I, I, I'm in what feels like a third book. Okay. Now, um, because there has been two distinct storylines that have wrapped up. Right, so you could almost see like this would be book one, this would be book two, and this is where it ends. Um, what's really interesting is you told me that this came up on your like women's reading group mm-hmm. on Facebook mm-hmm. as one of the books that like hey to read, mm-hmm. and it was on sale and everything like that. Yeah. And if it's still on sale and you hear this, guys, I think it was like a dollar ninety nine on Kindle. It was, yeah. I so don't know if it is anymore, but yeah. it's a forty dollar hardcover book. Mm-hmm. Um, so just for example, and I do own the hardcover as well. I think I told you I, I actually bought the Kindle version mm-hmm. because. Um, I was reading at night, and I, I almost dropped it on my face. Um, <laughs> but the, the, the hardcover copy is gorgeous. It's it's one of the prettiest books that I own. Um, and the reason I think it appears, actually, on, on that group is I didn't think about it very much, which tells you how good of a job that she's done. But um, the vast majority of the main characters are women. Mm-hmm. And they are exceptionally well-written uh, in a way to where I didn't even think about it. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. See, and so there's a lot of... Um, she's the person who wrote the article about um, yes. that girls in combat yep, and yep, girls yep, using yep. swords and stuff like that. So it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, even though I wasn't thinking about it. Um, so most of the main characters are women, um, written just exceptionally well. I never have that thought of like, oh, I couldn't do this because I weren't a woman. It's like her, her, um, her article uh, about, hey, this is all fantasy this mm-hmm. is all like whatever like suspend suspend your belief mm-hmm. right am i supposed to believe that uh one of the guys in the book who's a tough guy like he could do all this stuff but she shouldn't no it's still a fantasy book like mm-hmm. shut up i mean it's 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 pretty cool um there's a lot of other themes in here that are woven in really well there's a lot of like lgbtq stuff that's like hmm. woven in some some you know like gender fluidity um uh other stuff that's kind of present day and like the media and everything right now they're today topics that are in this book but they're written in such a way that it's just like it, it's not like it's not even a talking point it's just like it's written so well it's just like yeah this is this how is, is how it is, right. and, and it's and it's awesome. Um, so, if anyone's looking for books with like those themes, like highly recommend this as well. Cool. Um, the one thing that this book does, though, that it has to be on purpose. There's one character um, that every time they switch off of her, I'm like, no, 
because I just want to keep. You want to know I want to keep reading her story. Um, her character's name is I, I think it's pronounced Eid. It's E A D. Mm-hmm. Eidaz is actually her full name. But it's like E A D, and her like she might go down in my mind as one of the best written fantasy characters wow. ever. Wow. Um, she is yeah it, it she's so fun to read um, she's so fun to read in a way that's like she's not like sarcastic or funny or anything like that she's just like this person who has a job to do and she's going to do it and she's going to think about all her decisions she's going to weigh all her decisions she's going to make the choices that th- she thinks are right and she is going to get her way but not at the expense of others mm-hmm. in a way that others, um, get what they want to, and it's just it's just such a unique perspective, and I don't you don't see it a lot in a lot of fantasy books. You just see like here's the main character guy who's the most overwhelming tough guy on the planet who could never lose a fight, who could mm-hmm. uh, he always gets his way, he always has the next witty line, he always has that stuff. He's he's just the ultimate Superman of this fantasy world, and she's not that, um, but she you can't count her out. Right, she's it, it's just it's just really good. So I, I think what Samantha Shannon has done here is is pretty awesome. That's awesome. Um, and and has she written other things? She has one other book. Mm-hmm. I forget the name of it. Okay. Um, she has one other book that I'm aware of. She okay. could have she could have others. Um, and I think that book was somewhat of a big deal too. Cool. Um, so I probably will go back and and, and read that. Um, and that I need to finish that up this month. So I'm yeah. not I'm not focusing on anything else because yeah. because I've. Just, 840 pages is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was smart of me to take like a break or two and, and read some, some other books um, so I didn't get uh, burnt out on it at all. But every time like I take a small break and I come back to it, it's like I read like 150 pages in, 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 in the night. So I'll finish that probably this week. Um, okay. But uh, and uh, I doubt my view is going to change. So next time I'll, I'll, I'll say what I think of it in, in finality. But if you like fantasy, go read this. Cool. Yeah. Um, can I do something weird? Mm-hmm. Always. Please. <laughs> can I tell you more about the Dutch house? Because I think I gave you a really crappy... Re- like. <laughs> I'm going to lean back. I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Right. Okay, so what I feel to tell you... So Danny and um, Maeve, the, the children, um, who at this point Maeve has... Um, before her father passes, um, she has moved out. So she's like going to... She's going to college or, or something, and she has her own little apartment. And so when her when their father dies, Danny, the brother, has to go and live with her basically in like a dorm room type of setup is what you'd want to picture. Um, and because uh, their father died, the mom had left, like abandoned them when they were quite small, and they have no idea where she went. This doesn't ruin it, but she does come back to their lives like when she's like, 70 so she she's not dead so that th- there is kind of a full circle there when the mom's like 70 yeah when the mom's okay. 70 and the, yeah and the children have grown up um so what i feel to tell you is when they were kicked out of the house by their evil stepmother um their father had left them nothing like no money no nothing i mean to the point where the stepmother kicked them out of the house and gave them like an hour to just get some of their stuff together so they had to leave everything behind i mean all of their stuff um but what their father did do was set up a like an educational trust for the kids um not the older sister because you know that's crappy and she already had a job and the dad didn't want to waste his education the money on his daughter which is kind of crappy obviously that sucks. um but she was like a super brilliant uh math 
gal like she was working at um this uh frozen vegetable company and like turned it around yeah it was kind of weird but like she changed the inventory and all this all this crazy stuff and ultimately um that was her her career for life and i think she became like the um she became the jolly green giant she became the chief financial officer i think um or something like that so but what i didn't tell you is so he set up um this educational fund for the kids but the two stepchildren were so young that like they're not going to take advantage of that mm-hmm. so the older sister's like danny you are going to go to school basically forever and you are going to dwindle that savings because whatever's left of the money at that mm-hmm. point would get like shared amongst the children. And she's like, uh-uh, they're not getting anything else. You're going to the best prep school. You're going to Columbia. You're going to go to med school. And all the while he's like, I don't want to be a doctor. And she's like, oh, you're going to school forever. She's like, you don't have to be a doctor. You just have to go to school and become a doctor. <laughs> so... Oh. But he's like a really smart guy. Awesome. It is kind of awesome. Like it, there's vengeance, right? Um, so the part I was like, oh, go for him. Like he he kicks butt and he does a great job in undergrad, um, and then um, does a great job in, um, uh, in in Columbia. And one of his professors like helps loop him around and basically is like, you you got to do a few things a little bit differently or you're going to get stuck because um, there's obviously a girl that enters the picture and anyway so he becomes a doctor but like hates it and doesn't want to be a doctor he wants to be he wants to be like a, a real estate mogul like he wants to buy buildings in new york like what his dad did that's how his dad made his all of his money mm-hmm. um so he starts doing that he starts educating himself on um buying these buildings and so he ultimately becomes kind of a real estate mogul and like super super wealthy um all while kind of dwindling the educational trust which i just thought was like that's the best screw you it was it was yeah she's like i don't care that you don't want to be a doctor but you're gonna go to school for one so this guy's a doctor this is vengeance yeah so he's a doctor but he um he sells real estate or just buys buildings and collects rent from people because that was like his passion he's a doctor of real estate yes Mm -hmm. i don't know I felt like I needed to tell you the part because that's the pretty big part. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, that actually excites <laughs> me more to read it. So no, no, that's fine. Yeah, do something weird. Yeah. So and they always go back right when they're ever having the their um, their little reunions. They go back and they have their conversations in um, in the car in front of the Dutch house, yeah. it's the house that they grew up. Awesome. Which is kind of funny. So sorry, I feel like I did a little bit of a. There you talk. go. There we got it. So what are you? Please reading? go read it. What are you reading now? What am I reading now? Um, so I, I, oh, I'm reading A Girl in Translation. It's a, a Chinese American story. Yeah, I've I've seen I've seen that book before. I don't I don't know what it is, but yeah. um, it's a coming of age story. I think of a young Chinese immigrant. It's very you. <laughs> Why not? It's very you, and I'll bring you Artemis. Yes, and you can read that. Yeah, and then we'll see what else I've got coming up. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to read. At. There's a book called um, The Ninth House. And I forget the author. Um, I I, gra- I did get it, but it was like, um, my gosh, it was like it won a bunch of stuff on Goodreads yeah. for their their end of the year stuff. Yeah. Why does it sound familiar? Uh, I think I sent you the link to it. The ninth. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm looking it up right now because I I want to give the author credit because apparently like this book like crushed it. Really? Yeah. Last year. Um, uh, course i can't find it maybe it's just called ninth house and not the this is exciting exciting radio as people search on their phones Mm -hmm. lay bardugo okay um oh yeah yeah and um 
Yeah. So it's a, it's a first in a series, it looks like. Yeah, so raised in Los Angeles hinterlands by a hippie mom, Alex dropped out of school early into a world of shady drug dealer boyfriends, mm-hmm. dead-end jobs, and much, much worse. By age 20, in fact, she is the sole survivor of horrific, unsolved, multiple homicides. Some say she might throw her life away, blah, blah, blah. Where's the part that excited me? Uh, Alex arrives in New Haven by her mysterious benefactors with monitoring the activities of Yale's secret societies. These eight windowless yes. tombs are well known to be haunts of the future rich and powerful from high-ranking politicos to Wall Street and Hollywood's biggest players. So it sounds like there's like a secret society in Yale and like secret rooms and like yes. all this stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm way into that. Totally. And it won like, it was like on the number one like sci-fi book. Okay. And that didn't sound very science fiction It sounded it, it sounded like it could get there. Yeah, but okay. I'm like, I'm, 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 okay. I'm into that. Okay. And so I, I, I could, you know. Do you ever watch The Skulls? that movie oh my gosh was that was that a paul walker movie yes yeah heck Love yeah it. i remember the skulls rest in peace paul walker um, um, yeah that was a great because that was um i think that's somewhat loosely based off true stuff like oh for sure that like the george bush yes. society yeah yes. okay i am remembering yes. this really well yeah 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 when you yeah. said secret society is like ooh. yeah mm-hmm. yeah we should start a secret society what if we already have? Yeah, we did. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Can't prove it. Can't prove it. All right. All right. We need to go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Beth. Thanks. And remember, <laughs> the book is always better.